Gary Brown, G-A-R-R-Y-B-R-O-W-N, and I am the executive assistant to Williamson County Commissioner Terry Cook. Progress Texas is the only organization out there that fights on behalf of progressive organizations and um, legislation. They are the anti-ALEC, and uh, I, I think that's incredibly important, especially here in Texas. It's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. The National Newswire continues to reverberate over last weekend's call by the top officials of the Texas Republican Party to decline an opportunity to disavow organized white supremacism in a resolution issued by the party on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Iram Salam's headline for The Guardian, members of Texas Republican Party free to associate with Nazi sympathizers in which committee member Dan Tully is quoted worrying that such a declaration might put the Texas GOP on a slippery slope, while others reportedly tried to prevent evidence of the vote itself from becoming public. Justin Miller at the Texas Observer says the vote represents the continued unabated embrace of extremism by political conservatives in Texas and adds that State Senator Bob Hall who represents the rural areas east of Dallas, was among those pushing against the resolution language, later attempting to draw parallels with Republicans meeting with avowed neo-Nazis like Nick Fuentes to holding meetings with LGBTQ groups, a jarring example of the false equivalency that Republicans in Texas frequently employ to equivocate. Miller also reminds us that this particular philosophical dividing line is the same one that has split the Republican Party of Texas, with one side okay with marshalling the forces of white supremacist fringe elements, and the other still may be just a bit queasy about it. Rafi Schwartz at The Week highlights the response of the still Nazi-free half of the Texas GOP, saying State House Speaker Dade Phelan took to Twitter to call this latest shameful episode despicable, while Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who's famously not been shy about accepting and keeping multi-million dollar donations from the Defend Texas Liberty PAC, which hosted Fuentes a couple of months back, tweeted that not including language rejecting Nazism in the party's resolution on Israel was, quote, totally unacceptable to me, unquote, and predicted that the party will likely backtrack. We'll be watching for that, but won't that be too little too late? Texas Republicans are doing all they can to show us who they really are. An extraordinarily important piece of investigative journalism will land tonight in the form of a new PBS Frontline episode called Inside the Uvalde Response, a joint effort that includes the work of the Texas Tribune and ProPublica. The Trib notes that over a year and a half past that horrible day at Robb Elementary School, findings from a state-led investigation into the failed response, in which officers took more than an hour to take down the shooter, have still not been released. But Frontline, the Texas Tribune, and ProPublica have gained access to a trove of the materials from the investigation and were able to review the accounts of almost 150 responding officers, as well as hours of body camera footage and 911 calls with which they've reconstructed the day's events. Giving a detailed analysis of one of the most heavily criticized but still relatively poorly understood mass shooting responses in history and providing extraordinary real-time insight into law enforcement's thoughts and actions via never-before-published interviews conducted by state and federal investigators in the days immediately after the shooting. This is required viewing for all Texans who are concerned with the level of danger our school children face daily due to the unfettered proliferation of lethal weaponry in our communities. Frontline's Inside the Uvalde Response episode premieres tonight on PBS. 
The busing of migrants into democratically-led states has continued unabated. Seth Clayman at the Denver Post writes that a busload of migrants was dropped off outside the Colorado Capitol building in Denver on Monday morning without coordination or cold-weather clothing. Morning temperatures there were in the low to mid-40s yesterday. And what a city official believes is the latest in a wave of buses chartered by the Texas state government. Colorado State Senator Julie Gonzalez was on hand to direct the migrants out of freezing temperatures and into the building saying later that several told her that they were originally from Venezuela and had been put on the bus at Eagle Pass, Texas. A staffer for Denver Mayor Mike Johnson says their office had not received any prior coordination on this bus trip, but that that's not unusual as the Mile High City has received more than 200 similar charter buses direct from Texas over just the last six months, adding that city officials repeatedly have requested that arriving buses take migrants to Denver's Union Station or a city intake center, but that those requests have been ignored in favor of more dramatic political backdrops like the state capitol. Over to Houston and that city's major runoff election, the offices of mayor, city controller, and four of the five at-large city council seats are on the line in an election that will likely see relatively low turnout. That's a lot of power in each vote to determine much of the leadership of Texas's biggest and most diverse city. During last night's debate between Democratic mayoral candidate Sheila Jackson Lee, whom Progress Texas has endorsed in the race, and longtime state Senator John Whitmire, both leaned on their records as legislators while discussing a wide range of issues for Houston, from crime to outrageously high water bills to the city's finances to public transportation. Both committed to keeping current Houston Police Department Chief Troy Finner, who has served in that capacity since April of 2021. Early voting wraps up today, and Election Day is coming up on Saturday. December 9th. Let's get it done, y'all. Writer Beth Mole at ARS Technica pokes giant holes in the basic math behind Attorney General Ken Paxton's recent lawsuit against pharmaceutical company Pfizer, claiming that they deceived the public by unlawfully misrepresenting the effectiveness of Pfizer's mRNA COVID-19 vaccine, further insinuating that the vaccine somehow made the pandemic worse rather than helping bring it to an end. Molay says that central to the Lone Star State's shaky legal argument is one that centers on the standard math Pfizer used to assess the effectiveness of its vaccine, which is a calculation of relative risk reduction, an argument Molay calls both unoriginal and incorrect, saying anti-vaccine advocates have championed this flawed math-based theory since the height of the pandemic, and experts have roundly debunked it many times over, but it remains the basis of Paxton's lawsuit. To put it very briefly, Absolute risk reduction is a matter of subtraction, the percentage point drop in risk of a disease between an untreated group and a treated group, while relative risk reduction involves division, the percent change difference between the two groups' risks. The confusion between the two underlies Paxton's claims against Pfizer, which it would appear they should be able to defend against with a calculator and some 8th grade level math. Full details in the show notes. As we wrap this morning, don't forget tickets are on sale for our second of two Progress Texas holiday parties this year. We had a great time at our Austin party last Friday night, and we look forward to seeing all of you in Dallas tomorrow night, Wednesday, December 6th. See the show notes for links to grab your tickets. And by the way, we're still taking your suggestions for our annual Best and Worst of Texas list coming up at the end of the year. Which lawmakers did a great job for Progress in Texas and which, well, did not? See the link in the show notes and share your opinion with us. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization 
promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in the Lone Star State. If you're enjoying our podcast, an easy way to get active is to share our podcast feed with a friend. And please consider making a donation to help us continue our important work at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow.